happened was I got distracted and I was waiting for your message and I was like okay he's gonna send me the number in a minute and I was looking at my phone and it never popped up and then I opened my message and I said oh here it is I'm like okay it was 805 when I came out here I um, am in my studio aka my car I mean, I do, but it's all taken up by, like, baby stuff, and I got a crib in there, and we got, uh, you know, like, them big old fluffy centipedes, all that kind of stuff. Adeline. We just go with Addy, because it's way easier, because I forget how to spell it sometimes. Yeah, basically, just like Adderall. Yep, that's what we named her after, some Adderall. <laughs> oh, man. So what you been up to, like, I don't know the last time i even seen you. I don't even know the last time i seen you on a show. No, I, I, I flunked that one. I skipped it. <laughs> uh, there's a good reason for that. <laughs> I wasn't on it. <laughs> I'm not on those no more. You might have been there when we dropped the titles to uh to scene and there we go, slasher scene. I know, it was really mad, because, like, it's, like, their first or second time tagging, and then here they go, and they're fucking killing it. Like, that's ridiculous. Those two are made for each other, to be honest. Yeah, no, hell yeah, they're gimmicks in, too. Like, that's, that's, that was really fucking mad. Like, I don't say that often, but, like, I was really happy to see Tyler, too, like, man. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You're happy for your friends, because... You you know what it's like to be happy. That's exactly what it is. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna just start the interview from the conversation when we started when I called you because that that's how we do it here and that's how we uh, that's how we edit stuff. So <laughs> them pricks, them bumps. So you know we don't do any of that. Yeah, I don't care. And if anybody complains, they'll they'll tell me and I'll just take the heat. <laughs> But um, on Instagram, you're going to be at official.jdx or Justin D. Xavier. You're not sure. And uh, No, I know, but I'm going to get to it. And then Twitter, you're at officialjdx again. And then on Facebook, you're going to be at the real McCoy JDX. I know. That's all I did. Because I figured we could just figure it out from there. But I just wanted to make sure I could throw your socials on there. And I also did one more search. I did a I did a pro wrestling T search for the old JDX. You know, just wanted to make sure that people who wanted to support you could support you because you know we're not necessarily wrestling right now, and you're not hurting financially. You're doing well, but uh, you don't have a pro wrestling tease, man, and it's free. <laughs> I'm 
don't have a perfect very early on in my career, I was advised not to. So. Really? And now I'm being told by everyone. I am. You know what I mean? No, no, I get what you mean, but I'm more curious about why you were told not to. Oh, because I was like, it was my first trip. I asked Airwolf, and I told you a story. Uh, I think I told it last week on Ash Polly. Uh, oh, yeah, I seen that you were on there. Yeah, you were very, like, you were very adamant about putting yourself out there, like, right away, like, as much as possible, just throwing stuff at the wall to see what would stick. Yeah. And, like, that's a compliment, because most people are afraid to throw anything at the wall, and and you threw so much stuff so quickly. <laughs> like, that's, like, you did your own shirt design at one point. I'm not going to say it was my favorite design, because it wasn't, but, like, you did the damn thing. I'm sure. Yeah, just trying to see what's you. And sometimes I feel like that that's probably like a majority of your successes come from that speed and like ability to not judge yourself and like I'm gonna just do as much as I can as quickly and I'm gonna learn from my mistakes. I don't know, man. I feel like I slowed up honestly. Recently, sure, we all have. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you're kind of stagnant is what you're saying. That's your opinion. Like, we're here to be honest and, like, to give our opinions and to challenge each other and to grow because that's why I'm interviewing you. You're my first actual peer interview in regards to, like, someone close to my level. So, like, this is me challenging myself to step up to you. <laughs> nah, because we're about to get to the titles in a minute, but let's let's go where we're going first. Yeah, you kind of were pretty established with all your routine. Like you had your your you had the idea of your character's move set in place, so that way you could put it into place. And I guess that kind of happens when you wrestle the same people, and then you kind of get stuck doing the same matches almost. Maybe that's why, because he watches. He does. He really does. But actually, I had it on him. <laughs> well, I guess he didn't have a choice but to watch. Airwolf uh, was 
Riley, no, Riley Jackson, I say, but uh, Brandon Gore and uh, Kyle Pearl, we all rode up to Canada together. And God forgive me if I'm forgetting someone, but I think that's it was us four. But yeah, like dude, I had a match against uh, Mensavo, and like I tried some things in front of like a, like a Canadian crowd for the first time. No, no clue who I was. Just like fuck it, I'm gonna try it. And like I felt good about it. And then I did it against uh, Riley Jackson at um, Battleground. Not Battleground, first wrestling um, at the mall show at the Rosedale Center. That's little known fact. I'm going to throw this out there that Nate uh, X was the very first person to score, what was it, 1996? <laughs> 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 in a mall in Minnesota. And I won, by the way. Were you the first person out or were you the second? I was the second. I was the second. Okay. That's yeah, I figured. I figured because I don't think anyone books Riley as a as a baby, especially not Cannon. History books. Uh, I'm in the history books, but yeah, no, Riley. He's he's awesome at both, man. He'll like make you think that he's not, but dude, he's just like like Riley is fucking. Awesome. That kid is like, stupid talented. <laughs> like. That's the thing, though, is, like, you guys are out there traveling. Like, the people who get in the cars that, that either take the opportunities or make the opportunities to, like, get out there and be able to travel more, they're the ones that are, like, able to consistently challenge themselves because they're seeing other people in other places trying other things. Yeah, like, Harold, too. I'd be like, bro. Man, he's in different sides of the country, and I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Yeah. He he was really good to me actually at one at one show and he he got me booked at uh fully loaded wrestling before they went AWOL. But he he chose me as his opponent. So that was really exciting for me. Like I got to have that's our only ever interaction in a match ever is the match that we had in North Dakota that there's no video footage of. But there is a couple pictures, but it was really fun. I hurt my knee, and I spent the whole next day in the hot tub. You know, they got a hot tub out there at the hotel. So I spent the whole day in the hot tub. But that's, that's, that comes with the territory. So you were saying that you're you're uh, not jealous, but envious, and you're happy for them, of course. But, like, we're all envious of wanting more from somebody else to be like that. But you went to an Evolve tryout. I actually wanted to make sure I did some homework on this because I wanted to watch your match so we could – maybe even go over it a little bit, but like, it, it, it was what it was. Was it in front of the, the wrestling group or was that wasn't real fans, right? Which, so I, I had three trial matches. With ball, like, okay. See, I did not do enough homework. <laughs> what, um, what, what, like, so what I'm talking about the Brandon Gore match. Oh, okay. Which one was it? Like Jesus. Cause we wrestled each other. God. Wait, why did you guys wrestle each other twice? You guys didn't have an option to wrestle someone else? It was two different times, and it's just, like, annoying. You know, like, when I looked across the ring from Brando, it was like, okay. And, like, even leading up to the Evolve tryout, like, what people may or may have not noticed, like, whenever, like, I'm, like, I'm doing a tryout or, like, go be on an extra, oh, I need to get my head together. If I'm going to be an extra on NXT or something, like, I'm always on account now. Like, I'm super motivated or whatever. But, like, I know Brando has, like, so it's like, okay, like, no, we're going to 
time we did it, it was in April of 2019, and we did it like, you know, it was what it was. We still did very good, but it was like, okay, who are you? What's your character? Da 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 da. Define yourself. All this. You know what I mean? So when we went back in August of 2019, we were like, okay, we're gonna do it again. We're gonna like take Gabe's uh, advice, and we're gonna like apply. And it was actually in front of Tommaso. So I'm not sure which one you saw, but. Uh, I didn't see Tommaso in the crowd, but I didn't look for him. Uh, what was the advice initially given to you on the first one? Let's go with that, so that way I can kind of gauge if I've seen that one. I got you. So, like, it was in the empty arena. It was, like, kind of, like, Brando had on red, and I think I had on my black tongue, if that, like, really tell at all. But, like, to answer your question, um, like, so Gabe was saying that I had a good game face on in the beginning of the match, like, I was, like, I was ready to go. And um, he said, like, I need to continue that throughout the match, I believe. Um, it was also, um, like, don't cheerlead, because, you know, like, how I usually do the J-E-X thing. Um, like, so that was a bad habit that I had. He was saying that I need to do more of that. I, I, Wait, it's a bad habit and you didn't do it, or it's a bad habit and you did do it? I did do it. Like, he said don't cheerlead. He said don't cheerlead, but he likes to see more of it? No, no, I'm I'm not sure because sometimes you get contradicting advice from people like that, and it sounds like contradicting advice, but it's not. <laughs> I think I think I can't remember what it was more of. It was it was something that maybe he said good fire after the fire buster, but don't cheer. I think it was something like that, and I believe that. No, yeah, cause I'm mixing it up. That's my apologies. Um, that's my bad. Stephen Wolf, I asked Stephen Wolf like kind of like what because he was watching a lot of evolved guys and stuff were watching, and he told me like. He was like, you were good with, like, the JDX stuff, but, like, you need more of that in the beginning of the match. So I mixed up the advice. I feel like I might have seen the second match then because you're talking about the JDX thing with the knee, right? Yeah. Okay, because the match I watched, you did not do that. Yeah, so that was definitely uh, down in Florida. Like, that was a big tryout, like, for three days and stuff. Um, yeah, that one, that, that was in front of Tommaso, believe it or not. And, um, like, dude, he freaking loved it. Like, he was, like, putting over my hand clap, he was putting over our chemistry together, like, we even had to cut some stuff, like, cause yeah, I could tell, I, it felt weird a little bit, but I've seen it, it's like, cause like, you could tell, like, we didn't do a false from Brando, like, it just, we went straight to a finish after my comeback, I bet he'd like that, though, to be honest, because it's, it's different than what you're probably gonna see on a regular indie show, it absolutely is, but the only thing about it is, like, we're so tit for tat nowadays, like, I feel terrible for Brando, we built a spot where uh, our cutoff was like, um, like I threw my, and believe it or not, like a, a little tidbit about that story, uh, like fucking dude, Brando elbowed me, and I'm like, it wasn't his fault, because like, obviously we had to lay our shit in, but like, bro, I lost his feeling in my left arm in, during that match, like at the beginning, he was like, squeeze, and then we told the story, of like, okay, I'm gonna do the squeeze thing now, and he didn't like it as a heel, and he fucking elbowed me, bro. Dude, when he elbowed me, like, my whole left arm. Is that why you were in the corner for so long? Bro, yeah. Because he was waiting for you. <laughs> I was trying to fucking, like, get it together. But he had to whip me anyway, so it didn't matter. He had to, like, it was a whip to get to the up and over. But, like, as I was going in for the up and over, bro, I was like, oh, my God. I, I have to do, like, a one handed up and over right now. Because you went high. You always have gone high for your up and overs. <laughs> I've seen it. Like, when you first started, you went so high that you were 90 degrees pretty much. Like, it was scary. And your camouflage little tights. <laughs> yeah, I did use all the uh, But yeah, man, I fucking, 
I left arm was down too, so like he either runs by and I have to like slide under and push him. Like I push him with one fucking arm because like my shit was I thought that looked a little weird. I thought it was on purpose. No, yeah, no, man. Because like, you did the O'Connor roll or whatever that was, right? I'm sorry? You did like an O'Connor roll or something off of it, something similar? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you selling something that didn't even happen to your arm. <laughs> uh, to be honest, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I want. The I want the back the backstory, the inside stuff, because that, that will help people who my guess or my my audience is going to be more along the lines of kids that are just coming out the academy or kids from like different type of schools that are just trying to figure themselves out. So this stuff, this is like gold. So you go. Got you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Les, we're not, man. Feel free to talk to me. I'd be like, I'd be like, going on the fucking campus. I'm trying to, uh, but like, uh, yeah, like Sean Hayes, dude, like we were fucking crazy. I take pride in like trying to keep up with everybody who are like, you know, being a fitness. Like, I don't want to take guru because I'm not by any means, but I take pride in lifting and, and working out. Dude, like my fucking shoulders are like super, like getting sore more than usual. And I just couldn't figure it out. I'm like, why am I like super sore? And like Brando was like kind of leading me in the workouts and shit. Like I'm trying to like, I'm like, okay, like me and Brando have only worked out like a few times together, but I'm like, he's not that much better in shape than me, like if at all. So <laughs> like, why is he like kicking my ass? And I came to find out when I came back home to Minnesota, like I fucking went to go overhead press and like, dude, I lost strength with my shoulder from that like that elbow like i was fucked up like so i was unable to like lift wow yeah like i don't know what that was it's gone away since but like actually there, there like after that i've had a few matches where i got struck really hard like on my right side and that shit happened like i was in a match at wisconsin uh for legacy for wrestling i forget there is like that was like the champions of champions show right yes that show man and i worked heel for like the first time in a while which i absolutely enjoyed by the way but, like, dude, me and him did, like, a trail spot, like, where, you know, like, he went to the road, boom, I hit him with some shit. And I laid it the fuck in, dude. I hit him with a pumpkin. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I took off, I took off, and, like, fucking, I hit the road, boom, I turned around, boom. Bro, my fucking neck was, like, my same thing happened. My shoulder went numb as fuck. I was like, God damn. Because I, I forgot what he hit me. I don't even remember. I think he might hit me with a forearm, but whatever it was, that shit knocked my, like, left arm numb again. But it had to happen. You have really good recall. That's probably because you got hit hard as shit. Well, especially when you throw so many punches, because, like, punches don't necessarily carry the same weight that they might in prior years or prior different like stories because if you don't throw a punch until the end then a punch would make sense but like if you throw punches throughout your match like you do you kind of have to like change it up and be able to alternate with different strikes i'm glad you said that because that's how i feel like i was not i'm afraid to like 
there's one person I'm I'm like so like I think probably Airwolf, Brando, and especially Riley. Like I Riley, like I'm like bro, like I want to try this new thing, and I like I always go for it with 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 Riley. Like it never fails. Like I'll just do it, and it pans out. Like that's probably like my perfect opponent for some reason. I don't know. Cannon always books us against each other, so like he uh, apparently he thinks so too. But um, like my combos, like dude, I was you know how wrestling is nowadays. Like it's about combos and like strikes and all this other shit. Like me, I'm not like a super indie wrestler. Like so like I was just throwing like punches and I was doing like a little TNA kick or whatever. Like I was just okay. I hate TNA kicks, but can you explain what they are real quick? <laughs> Even better. But if I'm not mistaken, what I call TNA kicks are like uh, mid super kicks, basically. Like some people say it's like spinning back kicks. I don't know if it's spinning back like mid super kicks or whatever you want to call it. But I just call like TNA kicks like a mid gun kick, like super kick rather. So because in TNA they used to do it all the time. I think you're right, but I don't know because I don't throw them because I don't know if you've ever been quote-unquote TNA kicked in the gut, but that hurts so bad. No, I've been dropkicked that shit hurts. Uh-huh, that you can't even run the spot that you're supposed to run. <laughs> You felt the real pain. <laughs> the real fucking bro. Every, I never, like, every bump, purchase, every, like, I couldn't even fucking do a comeback, bro. Like, my shit was purchased so bad. And I'm just like, on the man, like, fuck, am I gonna have to call this match off with Kia tomorrow? But I woke up, and then, uh, yeah, it was still hurting, and I went to the, the AWF show, and I took a bump, and I was like, oof. I was going to ask you if you went to the gym, so I'm glad you didn't necessarily go to the gym unless you did. <laughs> I'm not sure. You know, I really don't recall if I did or not, but I know I took. A, I was eager to take a bump to see if I could get through the match. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't want to cancel. Cause, like, it was fuck. It's Ken Anderson, you know? Right. So, uh, let's get to that in a second. Who? So, Nikki Heat gets Heat. You know all the story. Uh... The podcast is called Want to Be a Pro Wrestler, Me Too. But who was who the one that dropkicked you in the stomach? Because they clearly don't need to do dropkicks anymore. <laughs> Yo, I'm not trying to bury nobody. Because actually, like, a opponent I really love facing, right? Like, we've had awesome matches, but he tried to gain Brian dropkick. I'm not going to say who it was. Oh, it was, okay, I thought it was a person that tried to do a dropkick that did it really poorly. But if you try to do a Japanese dropkick, sometimes people get fucking kicked in the gut. That happens. He said, I got a good pop. <laughs> so let's, let's talk about the match with Ken. How did that go for you? How did you feel you did? How I feel I did? I was, honestly, I... Because I know you're going to say you were disappointed. <laughs> 
A, because I know you way more than you think I do, and B, because you just said you were blown to shit the night before, and, and you felt pretty much sick, basically, the next day, I would imagine. So I'm pretty sure no matter how well you could have done, you would have expected better. Because no match is perfect, and we always were like, man, if I would have just could have done this. So, like, when I lead up to it, like, it had, at first it got canceled for, you know, undisclosed reasons. But, like, when it actually did take place in, um, like, I posted it on, like, Instagram, like, any other match I would, like, you know, like, on my story or whatever. Like, um, and again, you guys can follow me and officially document me actually on Instagram. But anyway, <laughs> um, I, I post, like, my upcoming matches on title matches and stuff on Instagram. And now it got, like, a lot of reactions. And then I was like, okay, let me go ahead and, uh, Posted on my real like you know feed or whatever my real timeline and like like that's probably the most likes I've gotten from like you know actual match cards or who I was gonna face you know for obvious reasons fucking Ken Anderson yeah like, exactly uh, and not only that but like everyone in our area knows what that what that relationship is exactly exactly then also like people back home in Chicago you know like people just in general like oh shit Ken Anderson they know him and other guys that I've met like you know wrestling outside of like yeah, it, it puts you in a different perspective when someone else, when a promoter has the faith in you to book you against a quote-unquote name or a coach or anything where you can learn. No, that stuff is exciting because that stuff is like that stuff that you remember at the end. You know what I mean? He don't care. <laughs> yeah, if you're trying to get booked on ADF, on AWF, hit up PD Brown. I don't know when our next show is gonna be, but you know, hit up PD Brown for bookings. I, I don't know. For whatever reason, I, when I go on podcast, I just never address him as a booker. 
anyways, yeah. So, like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, for the most part, you like, let's it be open-ended or he'll say a roll-up. If it's, like, you know, like, paying respect to, like, my uh, whatever. He said, you and Kate to come up with it, whatever you guys want to do. Yeah, I feel like, like, people like that, that, um, that allow the artist to create the art, especially because he just, like, this is what I need for the next show is I need JDX to be the champion and I trust you guys to figure it out. Like at a certain point you can't like write Ken's stuff. You know what I mean? Like there's a difference in understanding of the business to where it'll work well for you and it'll work well for him and anything PD could have came up with no offense to PD or any other people booking, but Ken's going to be able to make sure that you're the right guy in the right place. You know what I mean? I'm always scared with that move. Every time I see you do it, I'm like, man, it's just a neck breaker to the knees or whatever. But like, you never know with neck problems and wrestlers and all that stuff. But like, you never hurt anybody. Oh. Now I think I'm calling it the on the rise. You know, like actually I was doing it a while back, but Danny Murphy was like using it as a phony advertisement on 255, and I just said, yeah, I don't want people to think I'm copying off of him. Yeah, I enjoy the move because like uh, six months of my shoulders like dominate the move, and then I like spin them, like turn them like 180, flip them over, and do DDT. And like I'm kind of calling it the on the rise. I haven't really figured out the name of it, but that's what I'm probably gonna go with. Here on out instead of the widow's peak, because like, like I do think that they may be fucking up my back. <laughs> That's kind of what happened with Ryback and his like his backpack stunner thing. Like, I think his yeah, hips really got messed up. That. Yeah, because he was just I think he was jumping to his butt with the people on his back, and I think he yeah. messed up his hip and he needed stem cell surgery for that. Like, man, you got the Hulk Hogan hip thing going on. Yep, stick with front and bump, front bumps, back bumps. <laughs> so how old are you? Because you're 23, right? Because last time I asked you, I don't remember. It must have been a year or two ago. Okay, 25. I knew you were relatively close to me, but 25 and, and you got herniated this, that's scary. What What are you doing to like to save yourself a little bit more, you know what I mean? Yeah, honestly, I just need to yoga more. Like, I just need to stretch more. Like, at the gym, I, I get in and I get out. Like, I take my time to work out, but I never take the time, like, to stretch enough. You know what I mean? For what we do, like, you know, I'm always... And I remember having this conversation with you, bro. I don't know if you remember, but, like, I told you, like, I never feel super athletic in the ring because I'm always stiff. Huh. Like, I'm always... I'm always feeling stiff. I told you this at the academy. Obviously, you don't remember. I remember the shoulder thing, but I don't remember this conversation. It may have, may have been around a time, like, when you had a fucked up ankle and, like, I let you borrow my ankle. Yep, I still got it in my bag. 
your dollar store ankle bracelet. <laughs> uh huh. She's gonna be repping her JDX bracelet or anklet. I'm sorry. <laughs> Under control, so it's just like just taking the setting that time aside to go ahead and stretch out and stuff, you know. Because if I want to do what I want to do, like long term, you know what I mean, like make a gig, like dude, you need to you're gonna wrestle multiple, multiple days a week, shit, man, you know. You gotta be fucking careful, and then you gotta take precautions in advance to that, and then you gotta take care of yourself even afterwards. It's stupid. <laughs> It's a damn full-time job just worrying about your body. Man, yes. I don't think people realize that. Like, like one thing, like, yeah, we go out and perform this shit, dude, but I'm worried about my body, too. Like, man, I can't imagine, like, 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 you know how, like, some of the guys, like, of course they want to make it, but it's like, dude, I'll be telling people, like, bro, we're not ready. Like, no lie. I watched Brandon Gore and Airwolf do an electric chair onto the floor showtime, and I lost my shit. And I was like, man, these kids. I don't think I should. <laughs> when you start adding, yeah, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead, you go ahead. No, I was going to say, like, it's, it's like with that that schedule, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. No, man. We're so small compared to the olden days. Like, even Brandon Gore, who's a solid, like, 220 probably right now, because, you know, we're we're off of the, the, the ring weight or whatever. But, like... No, he's legit. I think he's, like, 214. No, I know, but, like, I'm pretty sure he added a few pounds over the quarantine. <laughs> Because I did. I went up to 217, baby. I was lifting heavy. Huh? Oh, no. I was trying to get big. I wanted to. All you goddamn kids are 180. One, he said 170 hero. First of all, that is... Re- no, he's getting big. Yeah, he was definitely because he had a swimmer's body. The kid was pretty young, and like he was swimming, so like you had to stay relatively lean to be able to be a diver and stuff like that. And he already was doing all the flips anyway, so God knows how much he actually weighed. But that kid is like, man. If that. I never said anything publicly, but right when I met them two and I seen what each of them could kind of do, I was like, man, his brother is great, but the younger brother, he's going to be like Rey Mysterio mixed with all the other old luchadors back in the day and like all the people that can do all these types of turns and stuff. That, it's just, it's amazing. Almost like, uh, like watch 
watching the last dance, like, on Michael Jordan's documentary right now on ESPN, like, God, like, he used to fucking hang and float in the air, bro. Like, that's kind of, like, how watching uh, angels, like, jump sometimes. It's, like, just so fucking effortless. Like, I wish my ankles could, like, withstand, like, me coming down and stuff like that. <laughs> oh. They say athletic because you're in shape. That's the only reason. And because you got really good up and over. But that's beside the point. <laughs> Speaking of which, of being athletic, you don't come off the top rope. I, I give you kudos for that because you're being smart in ways you didn't even realize. Hey, I would rather be a safe pussy than a hurt pussy. Because <laughs> I was doing the tomahawk chop for, I don't know, like a year and a half, two years or something. And man, because some of the buildings are really tiny and it's not that bad, but like, you never know when you can land awkward. That is so ridiculously hard. I don't know how some of these guys can do it. Like, Scott Story's kind of bulky, and he can springboard. I don't get it. It's so, like, I'm physically capable. I know that. Like, if I, like, if I gave you my, like, if you put your mind in my body, you would probably be able to do it. But I'm such a pussy. Like, I'm so, like, worried that I'm going to bust my shit or hurt myself. That I can't do it. Like, mentally. Like, I remember Kelly saying, like, I'm like, you seem like you could do a 450 or like whatever. I'm like, yeah, I probably can. But mm-hmm. like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid to break my damn What you got to do is, for me to you, you got to put out a crash pad right in front of you because when I was with Greg at primetime, I was trying to do it and I kept getting right to my knees. And once, because I couldn't get to my feet. Say that again? You wouldn't even try it. <laughs> Have you done a dive? With someone on the ground, no, I've never dove on someone while they're no yeah, I've done like a splash from the middle rope, but like see Nah, I I don't mean like I don't mean to jump off the top rope, I mean like an actual suicide dive. Nope, I haven't um, and I'm trying like so like I feel like that's something I'm gonna like add to my game once we get started back, like uh start doing suicide, but I haven't done that because I'm too afraid. So you'll relate to this because, like, you enjoy athletes and you enjoy sports, and I know you were, like, a huge LeBron James fan and all this other stuff. Like, because for athletes, when they're in their game, and, like, say, for example, a running back, and all they see is the hole, and it's, like, in slow motion for them to an extent, because they're so focused. Like, for Cannon, I'm sure it's slow motion because he can just be in control of everything. He can feel the situation. For Corbin, same thing. I'm sure for all the guys that have been wrestling for that long, it's the same thing. And for just... Yeah. Once once you know what you're doing, it slows. So, like, with with Angel, he he's done it so many times, and he's so efficient, that I'm sure it's just that easy to, like go, slide, glide, however he does it, he floats. 
and he can like just press off and he doesn't even need to do the press off the middle rope because he's so skinny, not skinny, but you know, like lean and he's so athletic. Like he probably doesn't even need it to hit the target. Yeah. He has that. So, So, <laughs> yeah, you get the adrenaline going. You're like, well, I can't do it at camp because there's 12 people there, but I could do it in front of a hundred people who are cheering for me. Exactly. I did my first. Nope, I wouldn't do it at camp. I would be scared. This is. Yep. I'm not getting paid to wrestle at the academy, so as far as I'm concerned, I'm not going too far out of my depth. I haven't gone to camp in a long time. It's no secret. But if when I do return to camp at some point, I'm not going to go out of my way to do intentionally dangerous things that I could potentially just be more careful with and work around. You know what I mean? Because not every match would have to be WrestleMania at the academy. Ken doesn't want that. He wants you to be safe. Like He worked the schedule. I couldn't put enough emphasis on how difficult the schedule is because I've never done it, but, like, he knows the days where you're wearing the same gear and you're wrestling injured. You know what I mean? So he he's more than aware of how dangerous it is just to have a match just to have a match because anything could happen at any point. It could be a weird clothesline. It could be an up and over. It could be a an underneath duck this, but then you get clipped on the top of your head and then you get a concussion. It's that easy. But yep, <laughs> the shit is dangerous, and with the hat thing and everywhere. <laughs> Which one was that? <sighs> I must have missed that one. guy, he kept fucking rainbowing, and then, like, me, I'm very new at this point, like, I'm on the sidelines, like, they wouldn't even let me participate, because it was still in new advanced classes, when we had, like, segregation, basically. Wait a minute, you can't say segregation. <laughs> That's a d- separation, we'll go with separation at Cinco de Mayo, we had a little bit of separation. Yeah, separation, we'll go with that, but, like, make a long story short, dude, like, kept fucking rainbowing the guy, and, like, kept fucking more. And you know he was hot, <laughs> so he was extra pissed. Oh, I, I miss Sean, actually. He he was the person I could kind of relate with in my brain. You know what I mean? I, I clicked with him a little bit. He's crazy, but that's a special kind of crazy. That's smart crazy. Oh, so... What? 
man. Because I remember working with you. I don't know if you had just started, but it was after a seminar. Do you remember which one it was? Yeah, a little bit. We were just doing a drill back and forth. We wrestled the tag team in Battleground and at the Rumble. Oh yeah, the Rumble. I guess uh, there too. But uh, uh, yeah, we won't we won't mention that. Uh, infamous. Wait, what is it called? The infamous Lion Tamer, the Chicago Crab. Yeah, the Chicago Crab. I was going Chicago Crab. I was. Like, <laughs> I was gonna... <laughs> like I always say, it's like trying to put over that movie. It's trying to like. I told you it was a dumb idea. I'm going to just put it out there, but... I, I did tell you that, but I also went for it. Yep. You can, you can hashtag at Sterling Bond, whatever it is, because he was one who did the 450 with two people in the, in the Battle Royal. Man, if you look at that poster, I'm pretty sure 80% of the people were from the academy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, we were about to talk about something. Probably can. But uh, what what has been some of your like your favorite life lessons from coaches or wrestling lessons? Because I prefer the wrestling lessons. But like life lessons, they always kind of like they click with certain people and they they apply to a broader audience than. Just you and me talking, like, oh yeah, I really learned that you should slow down. Damn. Because you had to learn something, right? <laughs> yeah, of course, man. Of course, I've learned things. Uh, okay, so, like, the first thing that comes to mind, I guess, like, information wise, is, like, uh, listen to the crap. And it sounds like you're, like, uh, LMA, 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 I don't know. Whatever. JDX is not very great when it comes to vocab sometimes. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's late. We'll go with that. He said, it's just elementary school. What the hell? Seeing how good he is is one thing, because you can watch somebody wrestle a hundred times, but when you can feel how good somebody is, because you can't tell all the little calls that someone makes in the match. You just can't. If they're that good, you just can't.
course you hear it, but it's like them telling me don't move, like don't move, like that was like, and it just seems like so like again elementary, like but like dude, like we're not gonna put cannon over forever, but. If we could, we would. But no, no, no. Just listen. <laughs> uh, he was thinking for you. That's what it is. It's like he's thinking for you, and he's letting you feel the moment. And as a result of feeling it, you're not thinking. You're learning through feeling. And and I feel like that's what wrestling kind of is. You know what I mean? Like you don't know what a good match is until you feel it, or you like you watch it, like you experience it. Uh huh. You're like, oh, I got at least six highlights from this one. <laughs> but yeah, like I watched. I did. You know what? At one of the crush shows, you had to cancel because you had. I think it was the Evolve tryout coming up. Or was it the extra work? I'm not sure. But you canceled, and they booked me, and couldn't be more grateful, more sorry for you, but thank you, got booked. But I wrestled with Cannon against Brandon Gore and James Tapia, and I could just, I could hear everything he was calling, because I was right there, and I'm listening. But, like, being that, being seven feet away and hearing calls and then watching it back on tape, trying to look for the calls, and you can't see it, you're like, wait a minute. Yeah, like, because he's always talking, you know? And he's not blown up. <laughs> so what else What else have you learned, like, life lesson-wise? Because I know, you, let's not paint it all as glitz and glamour, but, like, I know you lost a relationship. I don't know how difficult that was for you, but I know you guys were together for a while, and that had to have been hard. Oh, damn. I was, so, like, when we first got on the phone, I was like, damn, don't ask me about that. I'm not gonna. I don't wanna. But I'm just saying. For sure. She was, she was always nice to me. I think we all have that selfishness in us, especially people that want to do better. Yeah. And since apparently you guys are so similar in that regard, I think each of you understands like, hey, it sucks, but but uh-huh. this is better for our individuality, and this is just the way it's going to be for now or for forever or however it works. Like, sometimes you gotta you gotta know where it goes from there. 
have to do it. Want to go and better yourself? It would be like like me graduating from the academy and then like, okay, now I want to go down and teach in the Booker T school. Like something I actually have given consideration to. Like, okay, I'm gonna go down there now. It's like, oh, are you gonna follow me? Like, I don't care. Like, deuces, because I'm trying to go like get my master's, like she did. She already like graduated college, but she was going to get her master's. And mm-hmm. I took her back home to Chicago because like you know she was going there to better herself. That was like me like trying to go down to you know reality of us at Booker T school or something like that or whatever or maybe back home to freelance you know what I mean like Chicago if I did that uh, she like had to pay here because she couldn't find a job or some shit back home or whatever you know yeah I would have probably done something like that to her too you you just can't for the better man of myself Mm -hmm. you can't make this stuff up but like let's talk about Booker T for a second because of all the the people that we've had at the academy, I don't think anyone has been on the level of a Booker T besides Kevin Nash. But like, to come from a the background that he has, and b, it, it's it's honestly more difficult in wrestling and in life to be a person of color. Like, it just is. That's not our fault. I wish it wasn't. Exactly. But like, to have him come to the academy and even offer everybody a free week to go down there, he's like, it's not going to cost me any money. What do I care? Like, come learn and come hang out. I don't remember that. I didn't know he gave it to you. Mm-hmm. You might have left because you had a show that day. You and Kyle and maybe another few people left. But uh, if if you're looking, man, I can guarantee you, hashtag, I'm not actually guaranteeing you anything, but, you know, if you hit up Ken, I'm sure he could help you. But... <laughs> He would hook you up to go down there because I was I was pretty close to going down there myself. I looked at my company. Where, hmm? Yeah, I was looking at my company and seeing because we have a lot of corporations throughout uh, the country, and I was looking at how close it was to his school, to where it was. It was like four hours, six hours apart, or something like that. I'm like, damn it, Texas is huge. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole country. I swear it's going to take that long, like, to get from the top of Texas to the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. It's insane, man. I've never done it, because, you know, I've only been in the, the five states that I've been in, but, like, Texas just looks huge. Yeah, I've only been to the states I've wrestled in, except wow. for South Dakota. I went there to do ring crew, so I still kind of technically count that, but... uh there, there's only really one promotion in South Dakota that I can even think of. <laughs> that's that's Eugene's school. So if anyone's trying to go out there, it it's a great mind to learn from. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I'm actually like, he's on my two watching list as far as wrestling. Because like, maybe I'm just gonna go do some character changes. Not saying like I'm gonna do a whole Eugene portrayal, but like. No, but I think some of us need to. I think I think being a wrestler is boring as shit. Let's be honest, like, fuck, man. How many wrestlers do we need? True, like, just straight up wrestling. Yeah, you're right, like, wrestler A, like, you know what I mean? Like, wrestler, like, wrestler B, and shit. Just, like, I'm going to do my five moves or whatever, but, you know what I mean? Or I'm going to do all my indie spots and indie moves. And, and I'm trying to, like, fuck, like, I'm trying to get in people's minds, like, get them, like, that, you know, that, that Shawn Michaels, like, Ric Flair, like, that, like, make you cry, not make you cry, but, like, 
what I mean? Like, if I can sum up, like, a, a, a spot where, like, for me, I want to, like, master what Shawn Michaels was able to do in that match where it was like the, I'm sorry, I love you type of, like, reaction out of people. Like, fuck, no, like, don't do it. Like, or uh, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, like, where they always, like, think it's some super cool, like, storytelling type shit. So you use two examples that are pretty huge. One is bigger than the other, obviously. But like that, the whole story that they told to me was career versus career. Like this is 20 years and this is 20 years or like 40 years or however old Ric Flair freaking was at that point. But like that's a 60-year storyline individually total that you're selling to people. Like that's what that was. And it was, it was said in one sentence, the I'm sorry, I love you. And that's what it meant to them in that time. Exactly. And and that's something that you can strive for. That's scary. Like, get goosebumps from that type of stuff. Uh-huh. Like, dude, like, he didn't want to fucking put him down. Like, he didn't want to put him down. He tweaked him and then, like, he knew, like, he went back to do it again. He's like, he's like, put me out of my misery, basically. He's like, ah, oh, fuck, dude, I love you. Like, you mean so much to me. Like, you're the reason why I... Do what I do. There's a reason why I'm here right now. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, put your money where your mouth is if you really can. <laughs> that stuff is scary, man. Like those stories, the the career ending stories are just there's so much because of who the character has been, but not to get too far off, but like characters to, to build a character, like you say, Eugene, that's a terrible example of a character, but it's like the perfect one. You know what I mean? Like maybe you can see a little bit in him now when you talk to Nick Dinsmore, but like for him to put that suit on, they may have looked similar, but nothing they did was the same. His hair was different. The way he spoke was different. The way he walked, his mannerisms, just like the way you articulate. Absolutely. And all his moves were different. And there's so many things that were different. But one thing that was similar was like what they looked like. Like they both can't change their skin color. They're both going to be white. But what can you do with that? You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Like JDX could be Booker T because technically they're kind of black and you could act the same way and you could portray the same character types, but it, it still wouldn't be the same because you wouldn't have that same essence that Booker T would have as that character. Oh my God. He kicked like seven feet tall. I swear to God. <laughs> It's hilarious looking back at it now. Like it's funny. Yeah, like listening to Bruce Richard, like kind of get where he's coming from. Like they had the show, they like that. No, they home. they tried to prove a point and it fucked them up because they were being they were being selfish. Basically, they were being like, uh, what's the term? Uh, 
egotistical. Well, well, at the same time, I kind of get it. No, I get it. Money is money, and they screwed them over to an extent like that. But like, WCW was a big threat. So like, mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, we, we're not going to let you just like, you know. Yeah, because well, these are our characters, and see, we're still technically using them, so we can sue you. Right, yeah, exactly. But like you said, like, characters, like, they had the Razor Ramon character. They had the way he spoke. They had his his the way he spoke. Wait, wait, I said that. This like his mannerisms. There we go. His mannerisms and the way he spoke, and they even used his move set. But, yeah, but you can't replace Scott Hall's Scott version of Razor Ramon. Yeah. Exactly. It's different, like like James Bond. Like you see different James Bonds, you see different Michael Myers. Yep. Michael Myers. But like, yeah, like you can do that because that was written down on the script. Well, a lot of it is like freehand. I feel like when we're out there, and if you've ever like when you cut promos, that's just how you feel like you just move your hands the way you're moving them you move your head you move your body the way it feels shout out to edwin <laughs> <laughs> were you there for that no he was supposed to but i don't know if he no call no show it or what happened but he was supposed to wear the the wolf mask and get jumped so that way they could 